listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. I'm now joined by Ross Feingold, Business Development Director at SafePro Group, for a view from Taiwan. How was Halloween in Taiwan for you, Ross? Uh, I'm still trying to take my costume off. It was pretty wild. Oh, wow. That's great to hear. Anyway, hopefully that was helping Taiwan's economy because I believe it ended its straight 10th month of contraction in September. How's that compared to other major Asian economies and what's driving it? Uh, yeah, that's right. So the government has uh, a, a scale with different colors to indicate the state of the economy. And for September, it's, it's finally shifted uh, to the sluggish from the contraction color. So now it's uh, uh, blue yellow, which means sluggish, but it's better than being just blue. Uh, so you know, that that's a bit of good, good news. But actually, it turns out the third quarter GDP uh, came in. It was announced yesterday. It actually came came in below forecast. So that's a bit uh, more towards the concerning side of things. Uh, you know, Taiwan's economy is just so highly correlated to global tech trade that you know, a, any downturn in, in tech buying is not going to be good uh, for Taiwan's exports and ta- hence Taiwan's economy. Uh, I don't think at this point they're really relying on Things like domestic consumption, certainly not relying on inbound tourism. Those numbers are sluggish as well, uh, whereas the, you know, the, both of those could help uh, some of the other Asian economies. Uh, so I have to say the, the outlook for the fourth quarter, again, it's going to be heavily dependent on what kind of holiday spending people do with, with, with uh, consumer electronics. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on the demand for chips going forward? Well, a few months ago, everybody was talking about AI, and that that was just really good for some companies here in Taiwan, and it will continue uh, to be be good for the Taiwan chip manufacturers, especially the ones who do uh, chip manufacturing for AI-related applications. Uh, but then, you know, the, we went through the summer period where people were like, "Well, okay, AI is great, but maybe you know we're not going to see the uh, immediate effects in the broader economy." Um, so some of the hubbubs started to fall away, uh, but. Uh, you have to be optimistic for AI, I think, and that'll be good for Taiwan in the long term, but again, not necessarily in the short term. And we also have to uh, take on board some of the U.S. restrictions, which uh, you know, th- those will uh, hurt some of the Taiwan companies that are in the AI supply chain, no doubt. If, they could, if, if they're going to be able to sell uh, not as much or they won't be able to sell as much to China as initially forecast for AI applications, again, that does hurt some Taiwan companies. So Taiwan companies are subject to the same U.S. regulations than the U.S.-based companies? Well, they have no choice but to play along since they do so much business in the United States. Uh, some of them have uh, on-the-ground presence in the United States or they're, they're dealing with United States customers or they obtain components from the United States. Uh, so absolutely, Taiwan companies have to uh, fully co- uh, comply with all these U.S. restrictions. And it's probably safe to say a few months from now, we'll probably see more U.S. restrictions So NVIDIA's cancellation of $5 billion worth of advanced chip orders to China won't necessarily help the Taiwan-based companies then? That's correct, because there there are always going to be some Taiwan companies in the supply chain. Okay. Now, there's confusion over Taiwan's economic outlook, although you seem to be a bit more sure, Ross. The Financial Supervisory Commission says fundamentals are good, whereas Economic Affairs Minister Wang Miwa says the global economy isn't good. 
Who should we believe? Yeah, that's, yeah, I know that confused a lot of people here because different different agencies within the government are, are giving a different message. Uh, you know, some of it is might be political related. People don't want to. Um, uh, be overly confident. So I think the minister was being very cautious when, when she said that. And also she was looking at those data points, as I mentioned earlier, that show, uh, although we're not in a contraction anymore after 10 months of contraction, we're still in a sluggish period. And I guess the Financial Supervisory Commission, they want the stock market to be good. They don't want to be accused of tanking the stock market. So you know, they, they said the fundamentals are good, uh, maybe because that's uh, how they want the, the investment community to look at uh, the prospects with and share prices. Uh, but again, it, it turns out that uh, third quarter GDP did come come in below forecast announced yesterday. Uh, so a, a sluggish seems to be the right way to describe Taiwan's economy. Yeah, but things can become a self-fulfilling prophecy. So I can see what the other um, side was trying to do there. So fallout from China's government's tax audit and land use investigations into Foxconn. What's happening here, Ross? Yeah, this got a tremendous amount of, of attention, not just in Taiwan, but globally. A lot of foreign media cover this as well, since you know everybody around the world knows Foxconn Honhai manufactures iPhones. And, and a lot of people certainly in, in, in the audience will know that it's one of the biggest, if not the biggest, private sector employer in China at its massive manufacturing facilities. Uh, some people think this is simply linked to Terry Goh trying to become a politician, the, the founder and former chairman of the company. He stepped away. He's not involved in day-to-day -day management of the company. In fact, he, he resigned his board seat as well. So he, he doesn't have day-to-day -day involvement in the company at all, but his involvement in politics, some, think, some, some people speculate that's why the Chinese government announced uh, these actions. I have to say, though, that uh, when China wants to show, show its displeasure with Taiwan, there are many tools that China could use, military exercises being an obvious one, uh, bans on certain agricultural products being imported from Taiwan into China is another one that Chinese government has used. Uh, persuading a country to end its diplomatic relations with Taiwan is another one. And another one that has been used before is exactly what they announced with, with Foxconn, uh, and that's audits, uh, tax audits, land use audits, environmental regulation, labor laws. There's any number of things that China could use to uh, show its displeasure with foreign companies or with Taiwan companies. So this is just one of, I like to call it one of the tools in the toolbox to show displeasure with with uh, uh, Taiwan. Uh, is this going to be uh, material to Foxconn Honhai's earnings? Probably not, or I should say absolutely not. Is it to uh, annoy Mr. Go while he's trying to be a, a, a camp candidate for the presidential election here. Maybe, maybe it's just coincidental. I mean, he has no chance of winning anyway. Uh, but it's certainly, like I said, it's certainly got a lot of attention, and people will just add this to the list of uh, doing business in China risks that are, are, you know, daily in the news. Right, we've got about 30 seconds for the next uh, question, Ross. I think I did this to you last time, so I do apologise. There's controversy over the success of Tsai administration's new southbound policy. Tell us a little bit about that, Ross. Yeah, uh, very quickly, the interesting thing there is Taiwan's exports to the ASEAN countries have gone up tremendously in the seven years of this policy. So the government says the policy is working. However, as as a percent overall percentage of Taiwan's exports, exports to the ASEAN countries are actually have actually fallen during that time. And why is that? 
It's because exports to China keep going up. So despite all the politics, China remains by far Taiwan's best customer. Ross Feingold, Business Development Director at Safe Pro Group. Always fascinating chatting with you. Thanks for your time today.